and welcome to another brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T, and of course, we are talking scary movies. I appreciate everybody tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes always go up every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So, you might be wondering then if you're watching the premiere of this, what is this episode doing up if it's not a Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time? Well, that's because this is part three of my four-part series of my conversation with my good friend, Mr. Eric Brady on Scream or Scream 5 or Scream 2022, whatever you want to call it now. Me and Mr. Eric Brady have been talking the new Scream movie and you've already seen a couple episodes of us talking about that amazing beginning. Uh, some of the rumors surrounding what the movie would be about or what it in would include prior to the release itself. Um, we talked a lot more about the characters, both the new and our legacy characters in the second part. Now in this third part, we're gonna talk a lot more about the ending, the reveal of the killers, their motivations, everything surrounding the final location of the movie itself. So much fun to be had. So you're in for a treat because it's another episode of T and Friends Watch a Scary Movie. So don't forget, video version is here on YouTube. You can subscribe to our YouTube videos at youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. Again, that's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. And of course, if you're not watching this video, that means you're listening to the audio, meaning you're checking us out here on Podbean or on Spotify. I appreciate you tuning in and checking us out. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Also like that as well too. And y'all know I love talking to you. I love engaging in conversation about anything horror. So make sure you're commenting on the videos on YouTube or on the podcast on Podbean or Spotify as well so I can have some interaction with y'all. Now, don't forget... Part four, my last part of this conversation with Eric Brady discussing Scream comes out tomorrow, Tuesday, the 25th of January. So you'll have a chance at that point to see all four parts of our conversation about the new Scream. And then Wednesday, Wednesday, the 26th, Wednesday, 26th, we're going back to talking a few newer ones there. We're going to be reviewing some under the water horror, some recent under the water horror. We are watching Underwater and we're watching The Mag. Yeah, two fan fantastic absolutely fantastic underwater horror films we're going to check those ones out here this coming wednesday then we're going to check both of those out in the watch party as well too so get to the facebook groups you can find out a little bit more about that that's facebook.com slash groups slash t scary movie again facebook.com slash groups slash t scary movie and with that folks enjoy part three of my conversation about scream with mr eric brady Remember, there are spoilers. Don't check this out unless you've had a chance to watch Scream yet. So the hospital scene is, it's ridiculous after you, think, after you know who the killers are because the fact that the plan of the scene is not to kill, it's not to kill uh, Tara. It's to kill Dewey because- Tara's just the bait. She's just the bait because Richie is already there. Richie, who is one of our killers, is already there. He checks in on her. He gets hit by, by Tara by, with a phone and everything. Like, he's already there and could kill her at any time because Sam and Dewey aren't there yet. So it's, it'd be easy for him to do it and then, like, fake the scene or whatever. But the, the, only, the only three people we know who are there at that moment, by the way, are Tara, him, and a dead cop down the hall. And that's yep. not like, come on that's that's it like so very clearly they're setting it up so dewey and sam show up at the hospital to rescue 
uh, rescue Tara and get her out of there. Again, I love the fact we get to see real pain because a lot of times in these movies, the only person who has shown their consistent like injuries or anything has been Dewey. The nerve damage from part one getting stabbed, getting stabbed again in part two. He's the only person who like shows that lasting damage, but Tara, who got attacked at the beginning of the movie, she, she's she's showing pain as she's trying to go. She's wheeling the wheelchair. Her hand is bleeding again. I love and, those little touches to show. And mentioning like how much how they try to exonerate Richie and like the Amber throughout the movie. Yep. She's on the ground crawling. The killer is above her. Richie's on the ground behind them or whatever. Killer's on the phone with our main girl and Dewey who are on, rushing to the hospital. And the killer's like, look, you need to make a choice. Either... Uh. Like, I'm just going to kill one. You tell me to kill Richie, I kill him. Your sister lives. You tell me to kill Tara, I'll hit all her vital organs right now. You have to decide. And she's, we find out on the phone, she's like just stalling until she can show up and chase him away. But the we fact just, is, we as the audience, the killer is like, you want me to kill Richie? I'll go kill Richie. It's like, yep. come on. And, that, and that's what we want. There's like, we just want Tara to say, look, or uh, we want Sam to say, look, go kill Richie. Like, yeah. keep Tara alive. I'm not sure about Richie. And also that one's my sister. Easy yeah. choice. And here's the Jack Quaid's fantastic. Richie is fantastic in this movie, but right. I think it should be a clear choice that like killer kill Richie right now. Do not harm my sister. My, my six month boyfriend when I'm 18 years old versus my Woo. sister shouldn't be a decision. And the reveal of I was just stalling is fantastic because I kept expecting to wait to see the scene of, okay, Dewey and, uh, and Sam get to the hospital. They're racing up there, call the security and everything. And no, Literally stalling for time. Black oh, later, pops up, gunshot. And you're like, oh, they were oh. already in the hospital. We're just getting their way up there. And what a badass Dewey gets to look like in this scene, man. Like, Dewey looks stone cold badass throughout this scene, man. Like, good Lord. And, like, honestly, like, I sometimes forget how long the runtime of movies have to be because I was like, I'm okay. If that's the end of the movie and Dewey gets this heroic <laughs> moment after only, like, 40 minutes, all right, I'm, I'm in for that. Then, this is, you know, this is also a great scene. Like on a second watch, once you're a hundred at this point, you 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 have your feelings of who the killers are. But yep. when you go in, no one for like hundred percent, it was Richie and Amber. That he's Dewey's fighting the killer, shoots the, the killer in the chest like three times, and they all start walking away. And Richie multiple times like looks back, like, oh fuck, like is she okay? Yeah, yeah like what? And then like you're kind of like, why is he so concerned with the killer? Yep. maybe he's concerned in the way that we then see Dewey concerned which is like his brief and you're like Dewey should have learned yep. he does learn he just should have learned 10 seconds earlier they all walk to the elevator they get in and then he stops the door he's like you got to put one in the head or they always come back yep. and then he lets the rest of them go down the elevator when he walks back and you're like after you shot the person three times and you're standing there with the gun that's when you shoot him in the head you don't leave yep. him come back and, and and again it's a great callback to three because uh, like you know sydney stabs roman roman's dead roman pops back up you can't fucking kill me pop 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 dewey get yeah. head and that's the end of three and, and that, uh like, like once they leave and dewey's like that last shot you as an audience now know like that's oh, it this is that's the it. dewey because they have the most like the the heroic dewey shot that like he's finally getting where it's just him get in the, the gun hallway. out he drops all the bullets out of his old revolver and loads the new one. He's walking on the glass and it's just like in the dark hospital. You're like, what a great little moment. And then pulls up the gun, gets a phone call. It distracts him. And the killer comes up, gets one in the chest or one in the, the belly, one over the shoulder in the back, and then like pulls them both up and like squirting good. And you're like, and, it, oh. it, and then the, it's the killer even has like... the line of like, it was an honor. And yeah. him, you're like, oh, which makes sense with the phantom stuff that they're like, 
it generally is an honor for her to be like, I got to just kill Dewey. Yep. And it's one of those, like, it, it's a, it's a, it's a fun kind of frustration because as an audience, we love the fact that Dewey started thinking that, all right, I'll, oh yeah, I got to shoot him in the head. I got to be safe about this and stuff. But we're also frustrated by it because it's like, Dewey, the one thing you don't do, especially in like movies like these, like Halloween and Friday the 13th and shit like that, because it's, we're not talking the supernatural kind of stuff, but the one thing you don't do with these killers is get close. And at like almost every single one of these movies in every single one of these franchises, there is a scene to where somebody gets close to a killer when they shouldn't, when they're presumably dead and they unfortunately get murked for it. The most recent, and we, they talk about, they don't talk about this specific film, but we talk about the film before it, Halloween Kills. Because they beat the shit out of Michael Myers and think, oh, we got him. That's it. Walk right, away. Let's have a beer. Screen. And he evil, gets up. Evil died tonight. <laughs> That's it, guys. Cheers. Evil's dead, guys. Fucks up everybody. They deserve that shit, too. Cut his head off. Be sure yeah. about it. And we Even know. Even then, I keep the head in a box somewhere. Like, uh, and we watch this and we're like, Dewey, stop getting close. You clearly have good, like, have good aim there from the way you just shot dude four times. <laughs> shoot him in the head from where you are. I'll pass that you didn't shoot him right away after you put him, like, put her through the damn, uh, the damn case there. But as yeah. you're walking up, because at that moment you're like, you're trying to make sure everybody's safe. Your yep. your first thought was get the kids out of here and then deal with this. Like, I'm okay with that. But then, like, yeah, the slow walk, like, as cool as it was, you're it's like, cool. But you want to be smarter though, because you're supposed to be smart. Yep. But and... that shot then after he's dead of him on the ground with the blood and the camera just zooms out as Ghostface is just standing there, and you're like. That is the shot from this yeah. movie. Like and a couple times they try to get the shot. That's the shot. Mm -hmm. And it's it's interesting. We go right after that to uh, uh, to Gail, you know, showing up and, and mourning. And it, it's it's a terrific scene because um, regardless, like I, I know a lot of people are wishy-washy and Courtney Cox is acting and everything. I think she's fine. Um, I, I love the fact that you can feel what's happening here is that she came back Dewey opened like a fine opened up and, and told her everything. And it's it's it, we we maybe we expected they could reconcile. I think if you're smart, you knew one of the three had at least one of the three had to die in this film. But we should have known better because that's a rule of this as well, too. Like, you know, like it going back to screen four is your last day on the job. If you're retiring, if you have a pregnant wife, yeah, like you gotta go. And it's like, fuck, like we should have known right away. We should have known there that. When Dewey like is opening his heart to Gale, and there's a chance of the two of them reconciling, we can't have that. We cannot have can't that happy ending. Can't have that happen. And and like like you're talking about like Courtney Cox's acting, which it's fine, whatever. They did a good job with what they have to work with there, because like she has to deliver now this emotional like I just lost my best friend, my ex husband. Like this is devastating. Where that acting is like such a hard thing to do. Yep. So they do the, the slow motion of hers. Like you don't have to hear her. She's not tall. Like it's just, we're just playing into this general atmosphere instead of like, if it was just her in a room acting sad, like that is tough to do yep. here. It's like, Oh, it feels big. And it feels the way it's shot as emotion. And, and then frigging oh, Sydney Prescott shows up and you're like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Yep. You're the one who said, I'm not going, I got kids. Why would I go back there? Don't, don't like, get I me here. He's dead. And you're like, go to the funeral then. Don't go yep. to the hospital the morning after. You don't, do, they you don't just have to be here. Body bag in the corner truck. You don't have to be there that soon. Yep. You shouldn't and, live that close to Woodsboro. And it's interesting because 
uh, like I, the pacing of this movie is is one of the best things about it because you kind of want like you keep wanting more to it in the best of ways. Like it was a complete film, but by the time we get to Sydney showing up, there's not that much left in the movie. Like clearly yeah, we're in the third act of the film. Right. Then just about an act three, yeah. And it's interesting because it's you're right. Sydney just kind of seems like I'm, I'm glad she was there. I like what Sydney had to add to the story, but she's also like out of place kind of at this yeah. point. Like I mean, Dewey had called her to be like, don't come here. She's like, why would I go there? Yep. And then she shows up like, come on, Sydney. Uh-huh. I felt like I, I get Dewey's death is big, but like people don't show up like that for a death. They show up for a funeral. Like there needed to be, I thought, or could have been some better reason to bring her back. And so from there we get an even better, oh, like it started to make me not hate, like, cause like my reaction coming of it last night was I didn't like the reveal of the killers just because like the, the reveal of motivations was a bit weak. I understand it. I get it. It makes sense. But that was kind of like the weakest part of it for me. But now thinking back, it's like, God damn it. There's all these points that are making me like it more because like the fact that Richie, we are the Richie. toxic fandom. Oh, like he tells I mean, them to go. We're, we're here like critiquing all the like, they should have been smart enough to do this. They should have been smart enough to do that. And it's like, but that is Scream. Like they literally do the parody of the, the first Scream movie of the, on the turn around, Jamie Lee, turn around. Uh, like the, they do that again in this movie where she's now watching Stab of him saying turn around and she's not turning around again. And it's like, that moment is them understanding that like, yeah, you know how you as the audience feel like, why don't you just do this? Which we're like, why didn't do it? Just shoot him in the head. Like, Yes, they are aware of the fact that at the end of the day, we are a horror movie. We have to make dumb decisions. That's what it is. And so we're going to respect the fact that you know better and we know better. And we're we're still going to do it. (laughs) And I love the fact that Richie is the one that says we're getting the fuck out of Woodsboro. Like, because it is really the smartest idea that's made. And I know the point that Sydney brings up is that it's going to follow you no matter what, which does make sense considering who's the one pushing to leave town, even though it was a total like red herring to like twist the whole thing around there. But I love the fact that Richie is the one to push it because us as the audience are like, you know what? This would make sense in all these movies. Just leave, just leave. Like fuck out. Cause it's a bunch of kids. Are these kids going to follow you? Like Roman makes sense. He's, he's got the money. He's got he's the means. He'll, he'll get Sydney. He did get, I mean, cause he, he had her number. He would have found her eventually. But the fact that, they do the smartest thing out of any of these movies. Like, look, clearly we're in Woodsboro. Clearly this is a bad idea. Let's get the fuck out of Woodsboro and just be done. And then we go back to what you mentioned earlier, which we didn't know at the time, but calling out uh, uh, Sam or Tara's, Tara's inhaler, or second inhaler is which is now missing. And they have to go to Amber's to get this inhaler. And again, Richie even tells them like, we like, can we go to a CVS? Go can you anywhere make it else. to the next town? Like, we don't need to go. She, they're like, because the way, yeah, the one sister's like, what's the address? And he's like, one, two, three, not a fucking chance lane. Uh, he's just like, we are not going to someone's house right now. We are leaving this goddamn town. And the fact that later he says, like, because he does, doesn't he say he wasn't sure that was going to work? Because, like, he set it up, but he does. Did his, he yeah, say he pulls he up the inhaler sure. later. He's like, that worked. That was so easy. Which is kind of scary to Which think. Which kind of makes sense, because, like, what are the chances that she would have really noticed right then or had a little attack right then, like, on my inhaler? Because is the idea then, they keep driving, she has an asthma attack, and while she's having an asthma attack, stab, stab, stab. Tara, you're dead now. Or Sam, you're now dead too. Your sister's dying. Then Tara, you kill later. Who cares? Yeah. So we get to what brings us, uh, again, full circle, because this movie is so good about bringing us full circle. It takes us back to Stu Mocker's house. And And we're all wondering. I I like also that, like, 
they make a big deal about the house, but not immediately. Yeah. First, we yep. have like a tight coming into the house, oh. and like we obviously we know. Screaming, you see that first staircase going up, and you're Done. like, "That's the house. That yep. is 100 the house." They're having the party in the house again. Yep. They're watching Stab on the TV where they watched Halloween before. You're like, I know this. Because then, then later on, like they, they do a big like shot, but you're like, they're back in the same fight. And you realize Amber lives in Stu's house. You're like, who the fuck would live in that house? Yep. Of course it's her. And we're we're trying to figure it. Like we start getting we start getting replays of the original movie, like you said, basically. Is, um, yeah, there's some uh, great nostalgia in this party scene. There's the they go to the basement where it's like yep. we need more beer and the amber goes down and then like the, the the sister of the randy's kids like surprises her and is like you never go down here alone you're the one who said to get more beer like in the rose mcgowan death room and it's like yep. you ask somebody to come with you and they have this little cute like and then amber's like well then why would you like the other rule is you never follow somebody into a dark basement because i could be the killer which is like obviously now you're like but then there's a cute moment where the other girl's like I know you're not the killer because mm. I am. And the music even does the swell up. And and I was like, like, holy shit, what? And then she's like, no, no, I'm not the killer. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, man. And yeah, so- they do that. They do the nostalgia of her on the couch. They do mm-hmm. like so much. And you're like, yes, you are. This is stab. This is scream. And we get we get some good payoffs here from the beginning of the movie that like I kind of thought we weren't going back to. So you just got done mentioning uh, Mindy being down there with Amber in the basement. But another one of the good ones from earlier in the film is that uh, the other Meeks Martin uh, Marks, the Meeks Martin twin Chad uh, is asking his girlfriend like, "Hey, let's get this tracking software. Let's do this our sharing phones. our location on our phones." And like, which I will guess- say also by the way, if there was anyone who was going to be a killer, the girlfriend, his girlfriend, would have been the most disappointing because it yeah. would have been the Billy's mom thing of like, "You were in ninety seconds of this movie." Yep, doesn't and they make even make a joke sense. about like you're too boring to be the killer? And I'm like, no, you're too irrelevant. <laughs> yep. And I love like the fact that it, it turns because we know it's going to the moment that that app request comes up. Nobody in the audience should be thinking that's his girlfriend who's that's obviously horrible. trying to get him. It's I, I did like that. She's like, because they're doing the whole screen thing of like they're they haven't had sex yet or whatever, and they're making yep. out the party. She's like, I'm ready to go upstairs, and he's like, um, no, no. not a chance. Which again, like, I can't, I can't keep. There's so many times I could say these guys are smart. I'm going to say it again. This is such a smart movie because I love the fact that who doesn't want to get laid? Who doesn't want to get laid? Maybe dumb of him to be like, I'm only 90% sure you're not the killer. Maybe dumb to say that part. But then there's a smart part about like, let's be around here with all the people. And you're like, yeah, that's a good reason in this world right now to be like, let's not be alone right now. Our friends are getting murdered. And as much as I want sex, I want to live more than I want sex right now. And it's it's smart as hell. It's so smart. I enjoyed that that chase scene as well too. So, and the sister when he goes out, she's like, "You're really gonna? You should not go out Take there." Take a He's weapon. Like, so yeah, and he like grabs a candlestick. You're like, "That's good enough to be like." They're both the smart ones. They're like, "If you're gonna go out, which you shouldn't do, bring a weapon." Yep. The, the phone tracking that they brought that back was such, like, the way it beeps louder and louder. Alien closer to the person. It's like what a creative like. That could have been the gimmick of an entire horror movie if they wanted yep. it to be. And they're just like, no, nah, that's just for like 90 seconds of our movie. I feel and like that's- two scares with it and that's it. And maybe it's not, but I got very alien vibes from that. And like, I thought that was the reason for the sound. The way it that. even had like the sonar on the map yeah. going out and the beep, 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 beep. And you're like, oh my God. Not how a sharing a location works, but I'm in. Like per- and tossing the phone, yeah, and he jumped. He and, gets attacked and he hides and then he sees it's coming like he gets getting closer and closer and he can't unshare because his hands are bloody and the screen works he just chucks his phone you're like 
you're the smart one yeah yep and, and the great shot as he's running away and the door double doors open and out comes the killer again you're like yes so good so good and that sets and us up for the last bit of the movie because of course um the sister inside by the way because she does doing, the, uh, the tribute to the randy by the, the where she's on the couch she the boyfriend the killer boyfriend comes in and is like seeing her on the couch and they're talking and, it, and we're seeing like, it as it's happening and he's like all right i'll be right back and then he, they do a little like eh, eh, i did the thing from the because he's been catching up on the movies yep. in the you know he's the fan or whatever and <sighs> then she makes a joke about like oh well he's dead and it's like okay he went you're to change randy's you're randy's niece you know these movies super well and you love them you know in that moment in the stab when Randy is on the couch, you you being Randy, you being his niece, being the one like I watched the movie, him being the other person saying, I'll be right back. That's Stu. That's the killer. Yep. Not yep. he'll be dead. He's the killer. If you're doing yeah. this, he basically said the killer's line. He went, eh, I said the killer's line. And you were like, yeah, you're going to die. It's like, no, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And then he I- comes back. And I loved her watching that scene of him doing the turn around turn around and you see the ghost face coming and she's watching it all eating potato chips high like turn around randy turn no don't tell her to turn around you, you turn, turn around, around. And, and the whole time we're seeing him behind her doing the double and you're like oh so good we gotta call one thing out too for the last uh, last 20 23 years 20 uh, 24 years or so the only clip from stat we've seen two clips from staff that is the opening Heather Graham scene, recreating Drew Barrymore, Barrymore. scene. And we've seen the one scene with Tori, Spell, uh, Tori Spelling and Luke Wilson recreating that high school conversation between Billy and uh, Sydney. We have not seen- is that like it, the post making love scene or whatever? Yeah, uh, no, no. What uh, After he gets arrested and then they meet in the school and he's like, it's okay. not me, I didn't do it. And she's like, my mom died. And um, <laughs> so that-, that was that's, that's the Tori Spelling right there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do it. My mom died. But, but what's interesting is that Scream, uh, uh, Scream 3 being the biggest one set around Stab didn't have anything else from Stab 1 in it. And then when we get Scream 4, we get scenes from the other Stab movies, but then that gets into the whole meta thing of this being the beginning of that and, and forget yeah. that. But like spin off the characters. And- yeah, I thought it was interesting that we actually got to see another scene from Stab 1. We got to see the Randy scene. And I was nerdy enough to go and look up because I want to say, okay, I remember Is Randy, Randy actors. Yeah, because Randy said in Scream 2, he's like, all right, uh, do we got David Schwimmer? Sydney got Tori Spelling. Heather Graham was Drew Barrymore and all that. And he got the guy that played Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman's like coach driver in two episodes. I was like, I got to look this shit up. Is this the guy that did that? It's not. Because oh, it, it's because that guy would probably be like in his 40s or 50s right now. But true. I was like, okay, I get why you can't find whoever this guy is going to be because whoever it was didn't have a name and whatever. I thought it was cool to see more stab, but. And like, even if you got any of those old people, if you went back to get like Luke Perry, Luke Wilson, whichever <laughs> one it was supposed to be, it Which, would be the uh, same problem of like, yeah, he was the right age in the nineties. He's not the right age now. If you were to act, shoot those scenes today, which would be well, de-aging him to do the fake scene the way you the de-aging skeet. You'd be de-aging the other person to look yep. like young fake skeet. And you're like, that's too much work and too meta. Which uh, you remember how we mentioned old school earlier when we were trying to think of movies Luke Wilson had been in? Do you know what other old school actor apparently was in Stab One? Did you notice the name at the beginning of the movie when she's looking it up in her phone? No. Vince Vaughn was in Stab One. And I hate like, because I did take a few photos at the theater last night. I'm not going to lie about that. I want a photo of that IMDb list because Vince Vaughn was the only one. That was a cute moment, by the way, of, as she's getting the question of like, 
who played the girl who died in the opening scene. It's like, let she, me look it up. She's on the phone, on the landline, and on her cell phone, like, stabbed, yep. cast, going up and down. Uh, oh, man. Uh, but Heather I, Graham. It was Heather Graham. I did catch that. And, like, I hate that I didn't post it because before I saw Scream earlier in the day, I was thinking to myself, man, I actually enjoy Vince Vaughn's, like, 90s, 90s movies because they're so anti-Vince Vaughn. Like, he did, like, uh, what is it, Rounders? Or is it, uh, or mm-hmm. was it Rounders or Swingers? He did uh, Return to Paradise. He did uh, Jurassic Park. He did Psycho, The Cell. He did very much anti-Vince Vaughn movies. And it's like, Stab kind of seems like it, like the kind of movie Vince Vaughn would have done back in the and, 90s, honestly. And now he does do comedy horror. He did uh, yeah. Freaky, which was great. Loved it. I it's feel so like meta. if there's any new director, writer, who captures the original like Scream like methodology mythos, it's the guy who did Happy Death Day and Freaky and doing Time Cut or whatever, the Back to the Future yeah. one next year or this year. My, it's uh, that, Michael Kennedy and Christopher Landon, I believe, are the director-writer combo behind those. That, that gimmick of like, let's take an 80s comedy movie and make it horror is like, yeah. that's a Ugh. that's a very good meta horror thing. It's so do. good. It's And I love those fucking movies too. Like, I like yeah. I enjoy Freaky a lot. I enjoy Happy Death, Death, Death Day. Day is, eh. I, I actually appreciate Happy Death Day 2 a little bit more than I used to. It's not horror. Uh, the first one definitely is, but I do I do appreciate them. But um, uh, after Mindy gets stabbed and, you know, taken out and stuff, um, we then get our, our get Sydney and Gail show up. Sydney, again, who we're showing these characters are smarter now, has guns in her, in her trunk because she knows, like, I'm not walking into this, like, unarmed and shit. Hooks Gail up with a gun. Amber comes out. So, oh. I guess we should do the reboot. But before that, we have the first killer reveal, yeah. We're yeah. all in this in the room, and it's like, okay, we know one of you is the killer. What are your alibis? They're going around like, I was the one attacked. I was here. A bad one, the boyfriend killer, his excuse was, I was in the basement getting some beer. And someone's like, yeah. why? He's like, because you asked me to. And it's like, what do you mean? Because you asked him to. Like, everybody, this is, they had already, so I guess also worth pointing out, they evacuated the party when they showed up. Because yes, they were going after the inhaler. And she's like, I'm going in. And this is like, I'm going in too. And he's like, well, of course I'm going in. I'm not sitting out here by myself. Yep. And, and it's the two killers, the two killers who evacuate the party. Yeah, That's exactly. the crazy shit about which, that too. Which is like a dumb moment, but I guess because they're the killers that like, they're going to get the inhaler and leave. And it's like, well, let's get everybody out of here. Cause, and then he's like, you're not safe if we're here. He's like, and he even says like, I'm saving all your lives. Trust me, which he is. He is. But it's like, you think the sisters would be like, no need for this. We're literally grabbing an inhaler and leaving. We're, we're yep. going to be out in 30 seconds. You do not need to exit the party. Let's go. But he's like, no, no, everybody's got to go. Everybody's got to go. No witnesses. Yeah, and in that circular room of like, what's your alibi? He's like, I was getting beer. I'm like, that's stupid. The party's over. Why would you say that? And then eventually the one girl's like, the, the girlfriend that nobody cares about is like, I'm not well, the killer. I, I can't be the killer because whatever. And Amber's like, yeah, I know. And just shoots her in the head. And it's like, Woo! welcome to act three. You're like, yep, like that, that's, that's where it is. And the thing is, is that, um, like it was easy to tell, like we, we got all the, like all the perfect information earlier that it's like, okay, at this point, again, it has to be Amber. Like it has to be Amber, unless we're saying again, it's some mystery character or like a legacy Which they, they leave just enough of that, that it still works. Yep. Like 15 minutes into the movie, I'm like, it's Amber and the boyfriend, 90% sure, 95%, but never a hundred percent sure. You're uh-huh. never... It's never that obvious. It's just like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be this one or these two or some two of these three. But there's always that thing of like, it could always be this one also. Yeah. So at that point, uh, we know that Sam uh, or Tara's upstairs tied up right now. Sam uh, breaks out trying to get away. uh, And there's this whole mess, basically. 
Amber, uh, Amber ends up outside because uh, Gail and Sydney show up and she's trying to, you know, feign and get their attention. I love the fact. I've been stabbed. Help me. Oh. Yep. And Sydney and Gail call it out immediately, which again, they're not dumb. They're but, not But also dumb. like Dewey immediately where they're like, what do you think? And Gail's like, I think it's a trap. And then the yep. girl's like, yep. And then just shoots Gail in the stomach and like they try to shoot her and miss and she goes back in. It's like, yeah, it was a trap. You called it out. She still won. Still got it. She's still the one who got the shot off and not yep. you. So Sydney goes in and then we basically get the, the end of the movie where uh, Sydney again, smart decisions. And uh, there's uh, she all knows these good points there. Helps. She knows this house. She knows they had, her life. And Every as they room. were driving there, they did call the main girl to be like, yo, uh, they led you into Stu's house. You realize like you are in the fuck. And that's when I said like, they tried to do the other shot. Is it's this one where she's standing in the doorway with the open oh, door? Oh yeah! And it's like the spirally shot. It's like because it starts off where the whole house is tilted and it like comes into being parallel. Do you realize like oh that is the screen, the stained glass window and everything? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as cool as the Dewey shot, but that is the moment of her being like they We're led here. you to Stumacher's house. You all of you are in the same house. The murders happened. Your Billy sister like get the fuck out. Yep. And uh, from there, Sydney makes some great decisions by first saying. Don't doesn't care if you are the killer or you're innocent. You have five seconds to show yourself before I yeah. start shooting. And I love that because that is what happens in a lot of not only these movies, but other movies of those kind where they're basically like somebody's hiding and they pop up with a jump scare. Ah, you scared me. There's a killer oh, here. Help me. me. And the fact that she's like, all right, cool. Had your time. And starts every room she clears. She, she goes to a door. A she Before she opens the door, she shoots through the door and then checks the closet. And you're like, yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is genius because like you, like you said, she's been in this house before, but more importantly, she's been in enough of these situations where it's like, you don't open first, you shoot and sort, you sort it out later, basically. And then like your point about like how she's smart, but at the end of the day, this is still scream and they will tell you the expectations. They will make you think she's, you're, there's going to subvert it. Like you're saying, like, she's smart. She's shooting the door. She's not going to fall for the, and then she gets to a door. She shoots it. She hears, oh, she opens the door. She shot the boyfriend who's and like, I was hiding. From, and she's like, why didn't you come out? And he's like, I'm not going to come out. You're shooting everyone. I'm hiding from killers. And then the killer pops up the other door and tackles her over the balcony. It's like the exact thing that you're like, she's too smart for that to happen. That's why she's shooting. They still yep. do it because that's what Scream does. They tell you this is the dumb trope. They do a, here's our clever way to, we're too smart to fall for it. And then they fall for it every time. And then we start getting our reveals, which I should mention right before then was when we got the reveal of Richie being the killer because him and him and uh, Tara go and hide and, uh, or him and Sam go and hide. And like, he basically says like, how do you know it's not your sister? And that right there is another push to say right there. It's him. It's you, it's you, it's you basically. And, and, and right after the Sydney attack is the actual reveal of they fall down the stairs. She's like, he's coming down, but he's injured. She got shot. She's like, get to yep. the gun, get to the gun. And he like gets to the gun. And then that's when this, the main sister shows up and, and they're then, like, oh good. And then he just stabs stab. her and he's like, I'm really glad I got to be the one to do this. Yep. And, like, oh, yes. and it's, it's mwah, mwah, because like it could like there were so many decisions character wise that had to happen for that to work and it played out fantastically and then again because we're recreating scream like we recreated the beginning we're recreating the end we got to move everybody to the kitchen we're going to start staging the scene and everything like billy and Stu were we get the motivation which um again i'm which not i think it's it's half because we mentioned earlier like how scream was always the two killers with the two motivations it was yep. the one person who like just loves horror and stab and the franchise and wants to keep it going. And then it's the one with like some actual deeper ties that they were trying to hide. 
Yep. And this is just two people who like met on the stab subreddit and love the movie. None of them, like all the victims have familial ties, but, but they did neither not. of them have any deeper meaning other than just, we want to see this franchise keep going. All right. And that is part three of my conversation with Mr. Eric Brady about the new Scream film. Such a good conversation. I've been talking so much Scream these last few weeks. It's ridiculous. And somehow I've managed to do it all without spoiling anything. With the exception of this podcast, I've been adamant about not spoiling this movie because um, Scream really is so big for me. It's such an important part of my life and who I am as a horror fan and just as a fan in movies in general. So I want y'all to have the best possible experience with it. So we're not going to actually spoil Scream or I'm not spoiling Scream on any of my social media for a couple more weeks here. Basically, once it hits streaming, it's open game at that point. But I want everybody to have a chance to be surprised, to catch those jump scares the way they're supposed to be. Um, and again, like I get it. Some folks can't go to theaters right now. And that's part of the reason why I don't want to spoil it because it's my, it, this is my movie. I love this movie so much. I love this franchise so much. I want everybody to really experience the experience it however they need to the, for the first time without any spoilers. So I'm not going to contribute to that unless you've been watching this podcast, but that's part three. Uh, be back here tomorrow. The fourth and final part of my conversation with Eric Brady on screen will be up. And then, of course, make sure you're back Wednesday, the 26th, where we're going to be talking Underwater and the Meg. And uh, after that, folks, things are going to get interesting because we have a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie coming out in less than a month. In less than a month, we have a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie coming to Netflix. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to do a uh, 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 What's Happened So Far and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video for y'all like I did with Child's Play um, and like I recently did with Scream. The problem with this franchise though is that there are so many different timelines and continuity. It's gonna take some work. So we'll see what we can do here for you. But that's gonna do it for me today, folks. Make sure you come back tomorrow. Check out the last part of this conversation about Scream, Eric Brady. My name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared.